I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome, everyone, to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Graham Tallman, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in virtual reality. We record our episodes live in Altspace every week, and you can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Altspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we have the second episode in our Hosts of Altspace series, where we interview the top people and organizations holding events in virtual reality. We are joined today by Timon and Ali of VR Digital Citizens. VR Digital Citizens is a group whose mission is to bring the global citizens of the world together through the metaverse. They host various events, including Moral Dilemma, where they ask everyday social dilemma questions, and they go around a virtual table so people can share their thoughts and experiences. So citizens of Simulation Nation, meet VR Digital Citizens, and let's expand the metaverse. Hi. Woohoo! Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How How are you guys doing? Great. Good. What an it's introduction. Good Loved it. Oh, yes. perfect. I'm glad awesome. you liked it. Yeah. Usually you guys are on the other end of things because usually you're hosting the event, but this time you get to be the guest. Hope you Hope you enjoy. Yes. Feels oh, kind yeah. of weird, right? Feels refreshing. Right. <laughs> Feels like I'm I'm not I'm I'm not on my job. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. You you get to relax now. You can sip your mai tai or whatever it is you're you're drinking and just enjoy yourself. Exactly. Um, so this is a yeah. So this is an interesting one because typically we hold our events uh, later in the evening. But uh, the interesting thing is here, of course, that you guys are in a foreign country, somewhere far away, and so it's night for you and it's morning for me. So tell everyone where you guys are are and where you're from. Tim. Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm, uh, my name's Timon, 33 years old. I am a born, uh, I'm born and raised in South Africa, but I'm Greek. And so my, my passion for being Greek has brought me to the country. And now I've pretty much emigrated uh, to Greece, where I'll be staying for the next couple of months. Uh, no, okay, let's say a couple of months to start off with and then see how it goes from there. Got it. South African uh, teleporting in from Greece. And Ali, how about you? Yeah. Well, I was born in Greece, raised in South Africa, did my schooling there, came back to Greece, family dream to come <laughs> back, studied in South Africa, studied here, and I'm living in Greece as well for basically half my life in South Africa, half my life in Greece. And I wouldn't change a thing. I absolutely love it. Greece is really amazing. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just, I'm so curious how two, South Africans found themselves and met in Greece and then came onto the metaverse into virtual reality and started these, these things. So, so how did, did you guys meet in the real world? Did you meet online? How did you guys uh, get in touch with each other? On the internet. <laughs> wow. So funny. We, well, so, so Ali was, um, has been following one of my Facebook groups for quite a while now. And she saw uh, that I was live on Alt Space, and basically I wasn't even doing an event. I was just talking to a friend that popped up onto Alt Space, and Ali just fell in love with virtual reality, and she literally watched me conversing with somebody for two hours. So that brought her on board. <laughs> Crazy, um, yeah. Is, uh, to be honest, yeah. I was against the whole technology, virtual real reality side of things because I'm more into spirituality. 
And as I saw Tim streaming on his Facebook page, I, I was super impressed because I saw these little avatars and I'm like, okay, so people spend time watching a game. And then when I realized there's an actual personality behind this virtual reality okay. avatar, a real voice and a real person, and you can actually make your avatar according to what you want to look like. And it's a, a real world. It's an actual virtual reality. I just fell in love with it. I, I was like super ecstatic about it. So that was me joining VR, <laughs> even though I was totally against it. I love that. I love that. So that's interesting. You're, you were against it because I guess the idea is that spirituality is more authentic and natural and sort of of the real world. And this felt uh, inauthentic and sort of artificial. Is that what, what the initial um, resistance was? Exactly. It was, and it was also more of energy and interference, uh, frequency, because technology obviously emits certain frequencies. I'm going to go a little bit deep, too deep too <laughs> soon. Uh, so I was actually avoiding technology the last few years just for a sense of peace and frequency, just to be a little bit more zen and more relaxed. Um, and to be honest, I haven't actually felt it affecting me negatively. Um, on the contrary, it's been a really wonderful experience. I've met a lot of wonderful people. We've had some really amazing experiences on virtual reality. We've met like-minded people. It's been a really, really amazing experience. Never say never. Never say That's never. Right. Keep your mind open, right? No, it's 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 really 100%. interesting. It's, it is it is true because beyond we're seeing each other right now in sort of these um, poly uh, low poly type characters, almost like cartoon characters, but. Like you're saying underneath those cartoon characters are real authentic souls that are speaking through and it kind of it's just a new way to connect with, with people around the world so i i love that that's the journey you've taken that's really cool um, exactly so yeah so so let's talk a little bit about the origin story of uh, vr digital citizens so so you were saying uh simone that uh ali found you online in one of your groups how did you um come to start this group and how did you get into vr to begin with Okay, well, let's start with how I got into VR. So I got into VR in 2017. And basically, I had the Samsung gear where I actually was immersed inside the virtual reality world. And my idea was with the virtual reality world, I wanted to learn how to speak Greek for when I eventually end up in Greece. And so I would meet up with uh, a few friends and also my dad, who, who's also an advocate of uh, virtual reality. And we would go to different worlds and we would start explaining what we see uh, in Greek so that we get the full experience of sight. We get, uh, you know, audio, uh, audio visions and um, other receptives to learn the language. And I thought, you know what, this is an unprecedented way to expose our you know, in 2018, when it comes to alt space, in 2019, uh, where I, I became more comfortable conversing with understanding that, uh, you know, I was shy when I joined. Simone. Um, Ali, are you able to hear him? Um, yeah, he is cutting out a little bit. I think it's the internet. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Connection. Let's just check now. Yep. So far, so good. Is that so we, we, yeah, yeah, it, that's better. Yes. So, so it took a little bit of time to adjust to knowing that these are actual avatars. And then when my confidence started picking up and starting, when I started talking to people, 
I created this little PDF on how to join Altspace. And my initial thought is that let's bring more Greeks into Altspace so that we can start creating little groups and communities and get-togethers where we can speak the language, go to different worlds and do exactly the same. And then that built on and I was saying, okay, now let's work around the interests and passions that I have and let's create other communities within Altspace and outside of Altspace to create, to compartmentalize uh, different passions that I have and then ha run these event discussions um, based on other people's interests as well. So we started VR Digital Citizens, which is a play on words for we are digital citizens, but VR. Mm -hmm. and, and it started off by building worlds. So one of the, the popular worlds in old space that I built is called the Greek Taberna, which if you type it in alt VR, go to the worlds, type it in, you'll get the full Mediterranean Greek, uh, Greek vibe and Taverna Beach, Acropolis. And, you know, it gives you the Hellenic experience. And then uh, the second world that I built is called the Dilemma Lounge, where, uh, where we, we got together into some type of lounge with couches and somewhere that's comfortable, a close environment where we can start having event discussions around certain topics. And then the third world that I built was for Ali, uh, for Awakened Awareness, and that was to bring out the, um, the positive, uh, esoterical type of vibe, you know, where you walk in and you just feel this rush of euphoria and awe and serenity, and you inspire to just open up. So, so it's all based on different... Uh, aspects as and, and it just evolved and it will continue to evolve into the future of course right that's that's incredible that's really cool so um so just to going back just a little bit um you you said that your dad was also involved in vr and so are is your dad in the tech industry are you also in the tech field or how did you how did your family become involved in vr or interested in vr well in 2000 well last year uh, I got COVID and COVID really yeah. brought me down for a couple of months. And mm -hmm. I was isolated inside this room uh, where I couldn't speak to anybody and talking on the phone with my family just didn't resonate as to enjoying experiences. So I phoned my dad and I said, listen, there's this, this thing called Alt Space. Let's join. He was using his Samsung VR at the time. And, mm -hmm. um, then when they stopped Samsung VR, then we were stunned that we could actually do this on the computer as well. So we mm. met up, we carried on with our experiences. My dad still attends uh, all of my events or nearly all of my events. And it's just another way for bonding between uh, a son and the, and the father and just family in general. You know, I mean, the experiences that my dad, me and Ali have had in in the world of VR, just in the last two years, is just unfathomable as to how many experiences we can actually uh, talk about. You know, we can actually talk about these memories that we've we've yeah. developed. So yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I feel like my you you know when you, when you go to a movie, you say, "Oh, I watched the movie," 
But when you go through a VR experience, you, you sometimes say, oh, I was I, I was here or I was there. So it almost it's a little different than than watching something. It's like you, you are creating an experience that you have these memories and your synapses are creating these emotional triggers in your mind. So I, I completely understand that point of view. It's really interesting. And I love that your your dad is so uh, so sort of savvy my parents would definitely not be in alt space they they like listening to the podcast maybe but but they don't, they're not jumping into alt space to come to events that's great um okay so then al and then ali so you saw his online events were you um a part of alt space before at all or were you just sort of came in with timon and started coming to those events and helping with the events and all that i didn't even know it existed to be honest until i saw his live stream on facebook um, cause he does live stream as well. We also live stream my events and we just started talking after that. Cause he saw me following it for two hours. It's like, gosh, you watched for two hours. My gosh. <laughs> so that was us starting to talk. And I was like, I was super impressed. And, um, as we started talking, um, apparently it was mentioned that we should host an event together. And then that's how we started uh, doing moral dilemma and social dilemma. He did have it in mind uh, to start it initially. And then when I came into the picture, then we just started uh, moral dilemma together first, which was on Fridays and then social dilemma on, on Monday, which is really interesting as well. So that was me being on board on VR. I had never seen it before. I had heard of virtual reality, but I hadn't been on our space before. Got it. Got it. Very cool. Well, uh, that's yeah. pretty cool. So we got uh, we got Samurai Stickman here, Kaijudo, Doctor Sam, somebody, uh, oh, 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 Saucy, ten sixteen, Jake. Uh, anyone? If anyone has any questions, just uh, feel free to jump in, and uh, and uh, we'll we'll let you guys uh, field your questions. Otherwise, I'm going to move forward because I'm interested to know a little bit more about these adventure hosting. Um, so there was a, a three or four events that you guys uh, host in Altspace, which is, um, you know, I, I'm seeing them a lot more frequently, and uh, I just think they're really interesting. I've been to a few of them, hearing a siren from someone. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to mute the audience for now, and then I'll open up the raise hand option. So if anyone has any questions, uh, just use the raise hand option in your app, and we'll uh, allow to sort of ask it that way. And um, okay, so. Uh, it's like we've got two already. Let me just see here. That was quick. Uh, Kaiju, Kaijudo may have a question. Let's see what Kaijudo has asked. How's it going, Kaijudo? Uh, hey, how's it going? Hey, everyone. Um, so it, it would be safe to say that uh, that, that you two have spent a lot of time in the VR world, right? Is that correct? Uh, yes, Definitely, with yes. all the events. All right, so from, <clears throat> excuse me. So from your experience, what do you feel like? How do you feel that? Uh, my sorry. Anyway, uh, where uh, where do you guys feel that VR should be going next? And where would you also want it to go next? Like, do you feel that where you want it to go and where it probably is going is more the same, or do you feel like VR is becoming something that you may not like in the future, or you're gonna like even more? So I I will take uh, uh, I will take that. Um, cause I know you have a couple of questions along those lines, uh, uh, Graham. Yeah. Uh, so what I will say is that I'm going to go into how social media and the internet has progressed. And that is VR is still at its infancy stage where you will 
have a limited amount of events to go to on certain days and certain times. And, um, and I think that is going to change dramatically over the next couple of years when we have a couple of million people in the VR world. It's not going to be what is showing at 8 o'clock, but rather what is my interest to attend. So on Altspace, it's very limited. You can see at 8.30, it's this, at 9 o'clock. So there should be uh, almost like a plethora of events that should take place at any one time. You know, there should be about 50 events within 8 o'clock or 10 o'clock. And it's whatever your interests uh, are that I think VR will be going. So if you think about the internet when it started, there were very few sites that we could go to. There were, there were few songs that we could download, you know. And now we have an entire universe of songs, groups, and anything that we, can, we want to research. The other reason why VR is also at its infancy is because there's no adverts yet. That's when you know the world has not um, woken <laughs> up to VR. As we are enjoying the evolution of where we, where we uh, are and where we're going. So I think when you start seeing little Coca-Cola bottles walking up to your foot saying, hey, you know, drink me or do you want to buy this or do you want to deliver this? You know, do you want this delivered to your house or something? Then, uh, then we will know that VR is in the future. But right now it is still baby, baby steps. Or taking it a step up, whatever is discussed, you just get pop-up ads or little pop-up bottles or whatever you're talking about. That will be scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, um, I, yeah. And I think that that's, I think that as soon as, as soon as the metaverse gets integrated with blockchain technology so that you would be able to use a cryptocurrency in here to be able to buy a soda and then it would get delivered to you in the real world or something like that. Or you get, you get to go to a shop and you'll get the skins for your avatar. You'll be able to wear a cool different type of skin that you can pay for in real life. I mean, that stuff is for sure coming not that far away. Definitely. You know, I, I completely agree that although I, I always say that I'm going to, this or here in Simulation City, I'm going to have shops that you can actually buy, you know, uh, shirts and hats and mugs and things like that. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to the over-commercialization of everything. That is something. Hopefully we can find a middle ground before it gets too insane. Definitely. But, Look, I see VR as a very good opportunity, especially now with uh, COVID, where everybody was locked inside and it was quite difficult. The, the one night I was taking strain, after work and I actually went onto a world where there was a beach just to relax, just to get that essence of the beach. It did help. It didn't do the hundred percent justice to be honest, but it did help. Um, VR, I think is progressing. I've seen a lot of upgrades in our space in the short amount of time that I've been on. Um, I also see the technology progressing in the sense with the goggles and the glasses coming out, the headsets are becoming lighter. Hopefully battery life will be extended on the headsets as well. Um, also there's talk about technology, um, with the gloves and, and the, I don't know, something about with the feet as well, just to get a more hands-on and lighter realistic, um, approach to VR and essence. Um, VR is a very good opportunity. I mean, you can experience worlds where you have, where you won't get the opportunity in real life to experience. 
But on the other hand, um, I'm mainly concerned if we get too immersed into technology, I mean, and lose grip of life as well. I mean, life has a beauty and a magic to it. I mean, you can't compare going out, taking a walk on the beach, right, and soaking up some sun. You can't. And I mean, it's also good for our biology as well. So as long as there's a balance kept between VR and real life, I think it's, it's great. As much as VR does progress, I see as well with uh, COVID. Um, instead of Zoom, there's talk about uh, classes going into virtual reality as well. Uh, I see that happening in the future as well. Um, I don't know about the problems, the pros and the cons regarding that, but I guess time will tell. Uh, so yeah, but it's a very good opportunity. VR is really, really nice. I mean it. Uh, you experience very uh it's a good experience it's nice that's awesome absolutely yeah thanks thanks yeah. Kajugo, for the question we're going to uh, move forward just a little bit and after this next slide we'll let well, we'll field some more questions so uh let's just get into your first event here before we uh before we dive into more q a here so oh my brain do you guys this is one of your interesting events do you want to tell us uh the idea behind it and what you guys do at that event well, Oh My Brain is a one-hour live discussion event that we run on every Thursday, including tomorrow, where we – oh, wait, today's today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Yeah. Today's Thursday. I, I cancelled Oh My Brain for this event, actually. All right, oh. let me start that again. <laughs> sorry, guys. Oh, oh, I'm my sorry brain. if you <laughs> – Next sorry, week, Thursday. Yeah. Catch us live next week, Thursday. It's okay. <laughs> right. right. It's, it's Eurovision tonight as well. Okay. So <laughs> – Oh My Brain is a one-hour live discussion event on Thursdays where we ask science, psychology, philosophy, and spirituality type questions. And then we go around the virtual table of you know people that are sitting around the virtual couches, and they share their thoughts, answers, and ideas. And, and, and by the end, we then open up the table and we discuss what everyone has spoken about, and we go back and forth. That's it. Nice. That's it. At the well, moment, we're talking though, about. That's... At the moment, yeah, we're talking ahead. about NFTs. So we do a, a series of events, and and right now, I feel like NFTs is where technology is going, and so we're having discussions on NFTs at the moment. Got it. Interesting. So it's you sort of just picking hot topics, and you're. Do you get into the deeper side of NFTs, like the philosophical side, or is it more technical and practical? Uh, how does the conversation usually flow? Well, it, it, it goes according to the interpretation of the attendees. So if I ask a question as to, for example, um, why can't you just screenshot an image and sell it mm. as an NFT without? It's a JPEG or something. Right. Tim, we lost you, I think. So, yeah. Um, so we lost you at the end there. You were saying that in why can't you just JPEG a, basically um, a file? Exactly. That's it. Right. 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 So, um, so that's yeah. I mean, so it's interesting. So, you, so it's not as much. Uh, so you have other ones that you get to like more philosophical debates. This one maybe it may go that way or it may not go that way. It's just sort of uh, generally answering questions that people might have. Well, no, it's it's the questions we have. 
So we, huh. we have now, before we had about three questions, but now because we have, um, the events are full. We have around 20 to 30 people per event and they each get around a minute or two minutes to talk. And then we open the discussion and before you know it, an hour's gone by and we're just filled with information and we're not ready for another question. So now we have one question or one or two questions and, and then we, we just go around listening to what everybody has to say. Got it, got it, got it. Interesting. Um, cool. So, uh, Jay, yeah, we got Jake here. Uh, Dr. Sam may have a question. Let me see here. Did you have anything to add there, Ali, before we let Dr. Sam ask his question? Uh, no, the previous topic, we were talking about uh, blockchain, and it actually connects up to NFTs. It's a great topic. Uh, whoever's interested with, uh, in virtual reality, it's good to, to get clued up on it because uh, the future is going that way, I see. That's all I have to Absolutely. add. Right. So the, the tokenization of everything and finding, finding scarcity in the digital world, which is a whole revolution in itself. So it's very, uh, we've had episodes as well on NFTs. It's very interesting um, to see how that's all playing out. All right, Especially Dr. for artists as well. That's quite interesting oh, yeah. for artists. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, um, how's it, go how's it going, Dr. Sam? Good evening, Graham. Yes, well, thank you very much. Uh, good evening, Graham, uh, Timon, and Ali. So I attend uh, most of uh, Timon's and Ali's events. I also attend uh, Timon's private events. Timon runs two private events. He runs an economics event, which is for economists. And he also runs a, a language course for beginners. So I do attend that. One of the questions that was is what is the future of VR? And the future is going to depend entirely on progress in technology. At the moment, uh, VR only stimulates two sensory uh, senses of the body, and that's uh, hearing and vision. But I think as we move closer and it starts stimulating all seven senses of the body, we're going to mm. find that people are going to start running dual lives. They're going to run lives in, in the real world, and then at night they're going to come home and run lives in virtual reality. And that's when you will see the commercialization of mm. VR, where exactly what you said, Graham, is that if you start running a genuine dual life in VR, people will want to buy certain things. They will want to buy clothing. They may want to buy artwork that they want to put on their, uh, on their walls and want to buy furniture. And that's where NFTs might come in. NFTs may not always be applicable. You might just take a photograph and hang them at a Lisa on your wall. But that's but the wealthy people will definitely look at NFTs. Uh, and cryptocurrency will be used as a medium of paying. So that's where VR should go, uh, probably in the next 10 to 15 years. That's where it'll go. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, thank you for the question. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think also, I'm sure you guys agree that the, you know, pseudonymity is now sort of a trend where people will have the online life that is separate and disconnected from their real identity. But they'll have a pseudonymous personality, a pseudonymous relationship. They'll have a character that is an avatar that takes place in the metaverse that is distinct from their individual self. And so this sort of it's around the issue of cancel culture and things like that, where, you know, you can be doing things on the metaverse as a pseudonymous personality, but um, 
you know, it's it, you never have to reveal who you are in the real world. You can just sort of be a celebrity there and then not have that affect your real life. So I think it's all it's really fascinating where it's all headed. Do you guys have any specific? Well, I- uh, I think yeah. I think I think it's going to take it to a new level of genders, because I'm sure oh, there are sure. a lot of people that have some form of I don't want to call them fetishes, but pseudonyms or uh, nom de plumes that they want to create. So, for example, some people might feel that they want to be cats, and they will literally be a cat inside a virtual reality world. They won't speak a single word, and they'll just act like a cat. Some people do not want skin color. Maybe they want to be blue. Maybe they want to be pink. And uh, maybe they don't want to be human or animals. Maybe they want to be an inanimate object and be a tree, for example, and just watch people go around. So I think it's going to take the idea of uh, a unique identity into so many different dimensions that what we might find strange, for them, it is normal. And it's where our normal is going to be accepting the strange. I completely agree. And, you know, I don't know if you've been in all space long enough, but when I first arrived here, there was the big uh, controversy of the robot avatars disappearing. Yeah. And everyone yeah, was so identified with their robot avatar that they were there was a petition to stop, stop killing the robot. Stop, like, let us be robots because that's how I identify in all space. So it's already uh, playing out. Definitely. And, and if you see uh, some worlds, people are now creating their past robots as, their, as ghosts, right. as if it's still inside old space. But right. obviously, it's created through uh, different applications. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm happy um, to say I didn't, I didn't see the robot side, only as trolls. So I didn't get to experience that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was it was really uh, that was my that was my trial by fire. I was entering all space. I was like, wow, this is a whole other world, and it it feels like it's already got a history and a lot of emotion and uh, all of that stuff. It's really really interesting. Um, all right, so let's just what's that? Definitely, it does feel like another life in a sense. Yeah, the birth of the, the metaverse. So I'm going to jump to the next slide, and then we'll uh, we'll. Um, Take two more questions after that. The next one is one of your more popular events, I feel like, which is the Moral Dilemma. Um, so have anyone here been to the Moral Dilemma episodes, their events? Okay, well, you're going to have to check it out. So um, do you want to explain to us what the what you cover in the Moral Dilemma? Okay. Um, so the, the Moral Dilemma is a one-hour event discussion where we ask moral type questions, and then we go around the table to share our thoughts, answers, experiences, uh, or they can pass. So the idea of, of the morals is that it's not fixed in stone. If you go into Google or Harvard or any of those lexicons, you'll see that there isn't really a fixed definition what a moral dilemma is. So through the, through the 50 or so events that we've done, I've come to the conclusion that a moral dilemma is an extreme moral or ethical situation in which somebody has to make a difficult choice between two courses of actions, and most of the time, there are legal implications. Absolutely. It reminds me of, um, do you ever watch that show, um, The Good Place, when they had the trolley dilemma? Uh, Yeah. I don't know. 
I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that so that kind of stuff. So it's like, do you if you have a trolley full of people, do you uh, you know uh, run over that one person that's crossing the road and save the people on the trolley, or do you steer the trolley off and maybe kill the people on the trolley? And is one life worth more than ten? And uh, is a lot of interesting moral moral questions there. So it's, it's a lot of conundrum. I guess you're sort of touching on in this. So what you're saying is basically you're the virtual Socrates. Am I getting that right? I'm definitely not. Uh, I'm the I'm the guy who facilitates a a platform where we can listen to a whole bunch of Socrates. Even better. And that makes that make, maybe Ali, you're the that's like the Plato Plato and Aristotle were the Socrates crowd, right? I don't know. Maybe you're all. And goddess Athena, goddess of, of wisdom over there. It's actually quite <laughs> ironic. We actually, we actually even had a Greek mythology series of uh, events going on as well, <laughs> where we were ah. actually hosting Greek mythology, both in Greek and in English. But yes, yeah, I mean, it's go. very interesting because through the moral dilemma and through the social dilemma that we have, we actually are interested to see how people um, reply, their what their opinion is. and. It's actually quite amazing how we also strive to plant seeds as well. Because in the beginning of the event, somebody will be very negative about a situation. And then somebody might be uh, a little bit more empathic halfway through the event. And then all of a sudden, it's like a wave where everybody all of a sudden becomes empathic. And sometimes it's actually really, really interesting because sometimes there will be an agreement of opinions but mostly Tim and I on opposite sides. Like a lot of times we will, um, he will be more of the logical, the rational mind, whereas I'll be a little bit more the empathic. And then ironically, when I'm the empathic, uh, sorry, when I'm the rational, then we switch. Anyway, uh, that made sense. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But it's actually I very see. interesting to see how people respond. Yeah. So I, I, I'm curious, you know, uh, before we take this uh, question from Kaijudo, um, I, I'm curious. So you, you, you know, uh, Timon, you're talking about, um, you know, our Dr. Sam was talking about you are have technical talks, you have language talks. It sounds like now you've got a, a legal, uh, moral, ethical background here. What is your background? What were you educated in? Were you educated formally in any of these events or they're just hobbies? No, not at all. These are just hobbies. Uh, I'm a derivative financial trader for the past 20 wow. years. And wow. so during that time, uh, you know, learning to not only trade, but also to help people, uh, to teach them, to mentor them in easy and understandable English um, or language in a way that you can relate. So it's direct, it's conversational. And uh, being an entrepreneur inside the financial markets and, and helping people have made me realize that you can help anyone with any topic if they have a form of interest if they have a form of interest then people will come and at, at our events we have a, a diverse variety of people i'm probably the least qualified um because i've got a business degree and then others have masters in psychology neurology astrophysics uh, so so all the topics that i absolutely love uh, but no my my qualifications do not match with the events that I do, but rather the personality traits that I I have towards 
wanting to make the the world uh, a little bit more informed, not through what I have to say, but what everybody has to say. Amazing. That's very cool. Um, I guess it makes sense that, that why you know a little bit about NFTs and uh, and crypto and things like that. Maybe that's a, a little connection. Maybe not. Um, Maybe. Okay, Kaiju. Kaiju, what we, sorry, what was that, Timon? No, you, you, you're right. I think with the Omar brain, I have been taking a little bit of advantage with uh, my forte of blockchain, cryptocurrencies, a bit of trading. and uh, But we will move into uh, more more diverse topics. Got it. Uh, all right, what's up, Kaidudo? Kaidudo? Hey, all right. So this is uh, this is like a, a thought question for for every for your panel here, everyone. What what do you feel that it is? Why why do you feel that people have a need to want to make virtual reality as close to the real world as possible? Like right now, I love the way it is now. I love I'm floating around. I have no legs. I can see my arms. I love that this world looks like cartoonish. Like I feel like Having VR being something separate from what the real world is, as far as like looks go and art style and all stuff, like I like that a lot more. Like I don't need avatars to look exactly like they would do in the real in the real world, or I don't need to uh, have everything look physically real. Like I feel like sometimes that's boring. Like I'm more into like the art and the look of it. Like make it look different. You know, like don't don't have it like everything else. Why do you feel that people feel that they want to make anything it could be vr i mean it happened with video games like main thing with video games is they want to get closer and closer to reality in the movie world they want to get closer and closer to reality like why do you feel that we always move towards that when we don't actually have to like we have the freedom it's it's a really it's a really good question and and we have to go back to uh evolution of how technology has come about and and how we start and, and where we're going so if you look at when you were younger, I, I don't know how old you were, Kajudo, but uh, uh, when I was younger, we had those low poly type games. Uh, we had very simple Super Mario type Pokemon, and we adapted to it because it seemed easy. Now, uh, and, and as, as things progressed, I mean, I stopped playing games, and now things are almost lifelike, and I don't want to go into the gaming because it's too advanced for me. So I feel like where we are with virtual reality is, and I, I know the programmer um, of I Alt think we're Space, losing you there, gang. I'm sorry. I, I can hear him. I can hear me? him that time. Okay. I, okay. I think. Go ahead, Timon. Oh, I'm losing him. <laughs> All right. Let me let me try 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 this again. One second. Okay. Is that good? So so Keegan, I think had the idea that by having these type of cartoonish avatars, it's less invasive, it's easier to communicate, it helps for those who are more introverted and for those who, uh, you know, they don't want to see another human face. And the thing is we have the technology means, we've got Engage, we've got other virtual reality platforms that are almost lifelike. And, and that's why guys like me and you could judo probably avoid that type of virtual reality but not because it's our personality, but maybe because we're not ready for the lifelike type virtual reality. And we will only know in the future as things evolve, because if you look at how we were as avatars uh, about, when was it? About two years ago, 
we were more lifelike than today. Today, where we've got these cute googly eyes and all these, we've got very, um, uh, how do we say it? It's like childish type features, even someone who's 70 years old. And before, two years ago, we had these striking avatars, square faces, masculine, uh, and and now and we went and we went more cartoonish, and it seemed like we attracted more people. So I think it's where we are, and and what we want out of virtual reality. And as things evolve, before you know it, we might be having this conversation, and we'll we will have our um, human features, but only evolution can t will tell. Al, you want to add there? Or? No, I actually have nothing to add. I think Tim wrapped it up pretty well there concerning evolution. But to be honest, I'm happy where we're at now. I wouldn't want it to go and to approach a more lively, realistic experience. I don't know. I just feel we might get too immersed. But that's, that's objective. That's just my opinion. Well, of course, there is the theory that we in our real lives are in the giant simulation. And that is an yes. avatar that we were, you know, imagine if the year is 2050 and you go into a virtual arcade and you sit down and you plug yourself in and you're given false memories. and You have a lifetime that plays out, but it's only an hour in the actual arcade. And then you live a whole lifetime and then you come out and you're like, wow, that was a crazy ride. I'm going to come back next mm. week and try a different type of ride or something like that. Mm. There is that theory. There no <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yes. But the thing is, we, we, we don't know. Uh, our, our reality is shaped on the limitations that we have inside our brain and of the memories that we have. Because it, it's almost like when we dream, we enter into a new reality with different time dimensions and different time restrictions where three seconds dream feels like an hour and and the the thing is if we never wake up from that that dream that dream now becomes our new reality so 100 percent could be we never know question okay, lies cool. there if we do enter into other dimensions and if there is time constraint in those time in those dimensions but that's a different conversation <laughs> well, right, we'll get to we'll get to it hopefully. So thanks a lot for that, Juker, for the question. Uh, hello, DNA DNA elite, Samurai Stickman, uh, T Gupta, everybody here. We're going to get all, to all your questions. Uh, we're trying to squeeze through our slides here before we answer the next question. Um, and of course, if you guys, uh, you know, I love that you're having all these great questions. These guys have these events all the time in alt space. So I, I would recommend, please do check them out because you get to have a, a really lengthy discussion about all of this stuff. Um, but we're gonna try to slide through their main events here. The next one up is the social dilemma. Um, so how is that different from the moral dilemma? Do you wanna give us a little primer on that? So I think with, with the moral dilemma, we stated that it's an extreme moral and ethical situation that tends to have some form of legal implications. Uh, for the greater good, and you, we, we have to make a difficult decision between two courses of actions. A social dilemma is where there isn't a legal implication involved. It's an everyday situation in which somebody makes a decision out of the self-interest between two courses of actions. Interesting. So could you give an example of what, what that might be? Ali? <laughs> I'm actually trying to think of the topics that we've had so far. Gosh, there's been so many and like none come to mind. Um, 
for example, I think one of the first ones we started with was you see you're at a wedding and you see one of the either the the groom or the bride. Okay, let's just say the bride um, kissing a guy. So do you go and tell the groom or not? So that was one of the social dilemmas that we had. Quite an uh, interesting topic. But, but we <laughs> also think. had social dilemmas that aren't even to do with on earth. So the last social dilemma, I don't know if you remember, Ali, two weeks ago, where uh, you die and go to heaven and yes. – not heaven, you go to paradise. And on earth, you got married twice. Your first love died after 30 years <laughs> of marriage. Your second partner lasted throughout the rest of your life for the next 30 years. Now you have a decision to choose which partner do you go back to. Wow. On, on earth. Um, sorry, in uh, paradise, yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. So, how do, where do you, how do you come up with these topics? You have, is there like a book on social dilemmas, or do you just think about them? You wake up one night, you're like, oh, I've got to find well, out what people think about that. <laughs> well, I was watching The Good Place the other day, and uh-huh. and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, uh, a, a a social dilemma came into my mind from by watching them, and then I wrote it down. And um, normally, I get from uh, Ali and me, we discuss different dilemmas. Uh, my dad uh, also has some amazing moral dilemmas that he has through life experiences. Uh, so he sends he sends the the breakdown, and then we just create it into slides. So yeah, and uh, um, I mean the the one for example with uh, the good place is that you're in paradise for a couple of thousand years. And now you have a chance to just end it because you've, you're bored. You know, after a thousand years, after the incredible life, you enter into a state of depression and there is a portal to enter um, to never exist again. Do you walk in or out of, uh, or not, yeah. you know? And, and then we discuss those, those dilemmas. It's not always obviously to do with paradise. I'm just stating those two. Uh, but, yeah, they just, they just come to us, I guess. Amazing. Very cool. Um, I love that. So, okay, we'll take a uh, take a question from T. Gupta, and then we'll move on to uh, the final uh, slide here. What's up, T. Gupta? I wear pink for my mother who passed away, but thank you. Oh, okay, I hear just that. wanted to make a comment. I didn't know you were taking questions. It was just briefly when the guy was saying um, avatars, he doesn't want to go the highly realistic route. I mean, that's already been done in VR. Um, um, and I just was going to say they've actually written an article or done a study on it that there's some kind of weird thing with the brain disconnects when it's too highly realistic of an avatar. So that could be also the reason that we look so cartoony. And then um, secondly, about the gaming, retro games, the old games are some of the hardest games you'll ever play. They require, like, excellent hand-eye coordination, etc. It would be the newer games that are easier, like whether you believe Mm -hmm. that or not. (laughs) Okay, but, but I'm into retro gaming. I'm not into new games either myself, and that's all I had to say. Thank you. Well, so some 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 new games look like retro games. Uh, games, for example, Minecraft. 
Um, you don't get more poly, low poly type of game, and yet it's attracted millions of people. It's, it's made billions of dollars. So it shows that uh, that study that was done definitely applies to today um, and as to where we, where we are. As to the future, I'm, I'm not too sure. Maybe in the next 20 years, nobody will want to see a, a retro game again just based on their experiences from when they were brought up because we were brought up with low poly. If we were brought up with lifelike, uh, we might not want to go back, similar to how cartoons are going and animations. Look at Disney. Disney doesn't make their traditional 2D cartoons that we love. And when kids look at 2D cartoons, they say it's bad quality. They want the, the 3D effect. So that's another thing we have to take into account. Yeah, when us old, when us old fogies die off, the young generation won't have anything to do with our old games, is, is what you're exactly. saying. And I, com yeah. I, completely, I completely agree. Um, uh, Ispan, uh, Harry Holler, how's it going? Shake uh, C3, uh, Tetsuya, everybody. So uh, we'll be taking more questions at the end. I'm going to roll on through to the next slide here, but thank you so much uh, for that, uh, Gupta. Uh, okay, so this is an event that um, you guys are getting an exclusive right here because it may, may not exist yet. This one's called Awakened Awareness. You guys want to tell us a little bit about that one? Ali? Yeah. That's uh, an event we started on Sundays. Um, that actually started after a discussion with me going deeper into my spirituality and after many conversations that we had with Tim um, of how we are evolving as humans as well. I mean, we're becoming a lot more empathic. Um, and based on that, that's where the idea of awakened awareness came about and how it started. Basically, just planting seeds and becoming more aware of the power we have as humans within our mind as well. Um, just becoming more aware of our thoughts, uh, everyday life situations and how we can get better as well. So it's sort of spirituality, psychology, planting seeds um, through our personal evolution as humans as well, because we are evolving. We are changing. We are becoming more sensitive to situations. We are becoming more empathic people generally, more sensitive. I said that already. So yes, that's how Awakened Awareness started. It's really nice. It's high vibe. Um, I try as much as I can and because I'm also very rational in a sense, as spiritual as I am, I try to connect the science background behind the spirituality as well. So when I'm talking about our vibes, I will talk about frequency, which is proven by science as well. Um, and how it affects us. Everything has a frequency and it's amazing. And coming back to technology and VR, if the theory applies that we are living in a simulation, gosh, we're going to have two simulations to take care of <laughs> if, virtual, if virtual reality gets um, more evolved as well. So, yes, that's how Waking the Witness started. Yes, it Got is it. quite complicated. Uh, but I, I, I love the joys in simplicity. You're right, definitely. Um, for someone who meditates frequently, I completely uh, agree with that. So I, I, I love that you're talking about empathy because um, I often, and I'm not the only one. A lot of people have talked about VR as an empathy machine. Like you know, talking about 
I've, been, I've watched a documentary about Syrian refugees, and that gives me some kind of a feeling for what it's like. But when I stepped into the Syrian refugee VR experience, it was it just hit me on that much of a deeper level. And I really, because I was seeing through the eyes of a Syrian refugee what it would be like to live in that camp. Do you feel like that's a part of the um, reason why we're evolving to feel more empathy? Or why do you feel like we're evolving? Why are we evolving? Everything evolves. Why, Humanity why evolves. Technology yeah. evolves. Um, why are we evolving? Why does anything evolve? To continue existence and to get better, right? Right. And I guess I was like, yeah, I guess so. So, I, why are we becoming more empathetic might be a, a better angle on the question. Um, is that because we're evolving to be a higher? Person, you would definitely. A lot of in the life influences everything and frequently, whether it's food, whether it's people. I mean, you will, sometimes you will go sit on a train, you can sit next to somebody, and for after a few seconds, you will start feeling uncomfortable. And when you look on the right or on the left, you'll realize why you start feeling uncomfortable. Because ironically enough, we pick up on people's vibes. So with life as well, everything around us has a certain vibration. And the reason why I think we are becoming more empathic is to go on to higher frequencies and to evolve maybe into higher dimensions either as well, because we are living a 3D life, right? We are living in the third dimension and maybe it's to evolve into a higher dimension. There is a theory that humanity is evolving into the fifth dimension. Um, in the sense, it doesn't change anything. You still are on the planet. You just have a better way of experiencing things around you and you start manifesting things in your life and not having such a, a victim uh, psychology as well. Um, and how that happens, it's just by becoming, um, realizing things that are bringing you a job. It could be some foods that are affecting you and just trying, well, that's basically how I got into the, this path. Things were I'm, I'm, very difficult in my life. Yes. All right. I'm sorry. You're just and, breaking up a little bit, but I can, we can hear you now. Okay. Sorry about that. Maybe it's connection. Um, that's actually how I started. Um, I was very negative and I just started shifting things from a negative perspective into a positive perspective. And then my whole life started shifting within that year. So the power of thought is actually very, very amazing and powerful. You will be surprised how when you actually realize what you're thinking, how it can actually affect you and how it affects your whole body uh, uh, vibration, your whole body's vibration. I think we also in a, in a, I think we're also in a realization point of phase uh, with the new generations where we are, are being brought up with less doctrines. We are being brought up with less coercions where this is the right race, this is the right gender, this is the right sexuality, this is the right religion, uh, this is the right, uh, you know, anything really, ethnicity or anything. And, uh, and I think as we start accepting the world more and more and it becomes more global we will become more empathetic because we see ourselves in normal people who are not indoctrinated as in the 
the previous generations. And if you go look on TikTok, you go look at Instagram, people just want to be people. They want to show their flaws. It's not about perfection anymore. Uh, it's not about being right anymore. It's just about making it through each day, struggle through each day, but struggle together, help each other in some ways or others. And I think in, in, the, in the near future, we have a, a bright future as we are more opened to other people's experiences, cultures, genders, uh, you know, if someone wants to be a cat, if they are happy and it makes them happy, then be happy for them, just like they would be happy for you for the choices that you've made in your life. So that's why I think empathy is also leading toward, uh, is, is growing. Absolutely. And overall, it's also about the sense of connection, right? With everything being more connected and the, the more everything connects and the more you start realizing things. And I'm sure with you meditating and a lot of people that do meditate, I meditate as well. You see how everything connects, how you connect with somebody else, how animals connect between themselves, how bees connect and everything, how everything connects is just a beautiful flow and connection through everything. And when you get into that flow, that's how manifestation starts and how shifting starts. Yeah. Going too deep again, but yes, no, it's, it's as simple as I can put it. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. I love all that stuff. And the seeds of your life are planted in your mind, right? It's, it's the thoughts uh, that become expressions in the real world. Absolutely get that. And, and, and exactly. the idea that, yeah, and the idea that, you know, I, I, I completely agree also, uh, Timon, that we seem to be going through a Cambrian explosion right now where there's all of a sudden all of these myriad of new options available to each person that weren't necessarily available before with the tighter doctrines and tighter I ideas. And um, yeah, it's really going to be interesting to see what comes out of this. I feel like we're, you know, everyone always wishes they lived in an exciting time. Well, here it is, guys. We're living in a revolution. Like we're only in the inning three of this insane uh, change in the way that we are living in the galaxy and the universe and all of that. So it's really fascinating. And I love all this exchange of ideas. And that's one of the reasons I was loving to bring you guys on here, because I love that you are creating a forum or multiple forums to exchange these type of ideas. So it's really, really great. Um, okay, I got, uh, I'll take one question here from Samurai Stickman, and then uh, I've got a question, and then um, and then we'll close it out. Uh, what you got for us, Samurai? I got you on here. Uh, um, yeah, so a basic question, essentially, um, with the, the advent of us gaining all of these new avenues to discover the rest of humanity, I think that is, uh, you know, giving us the ability to have more awareness of our world. Um, and also, uh, I just wanted to make a quick uh, point. Um, I forget what your name was. Uh, T, T, uh, you said that old games are kind of this, this, um, this, this sort of, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, th they're kind of what you are familiar with as far as gaming is concerned. It's what you grew up on and all that stuff. Uh, I agree with you completely that they're more difficult. Uh, and there's, you know, uh, Certainly, I'm having some, some kind of glitches here. Sorry, guys. I've been trying to reconnect three or four times today. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to just... All right. Well, maybe, uh, maybe you'll be able to uh, get the connection a little better for the, this little Q&A at the end here. I've got, I've got one more question before we, 
we jump into the future, uh, what you guys think is coming. We sort of touched on that. But so, and, and actually, this is a, a perfect uh, segue into it, I suppose. So just talking about evolution, I'm, and, and, you know, you were talking earlier about technology and your relationship to your 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 spirit and, and, and all of that kind of stuff. So what do you think of the idea that we are actually merging with AI, merging with machines, and that's how we're going to evolve? So it's like this whole... Uh, becoming a part of the metaverse. It's like we started with looking at a 2D screen where we've got the internet and that's technology. And now we're becoming fully immersed in the technology. Then it will enter into our bodies as we become more bionic and we have nanobots that are killing you know, diseases in our bodies and neuro links that are connecting our brain to the internet. And then we sort of become merged uh, with the uh, AI, this this uh, technology. And that's when we sort of evolve that way. How How do you feel about that? Well, I think it's it's a matter of choice. I think that the number of options that we'll pick up in the future are are a lot vast, uh, well, broader. And I think as we get brought up within our own confines, we will choose as to which direction we want to go, because we're not we, we are going to get a lot of the old-time hippies, whatever they're called now, who are not going to embrace in technology, who are going to be against it, who are going to say that there is a carbon footprint that they don't want to put on the earth, and they're going to lead to the natural side. Then there are going to be guys who are going to be in the virtual reality side of world. They want to be immersed completely inside a new world and and create their dual life, so two different lives in it. And then there are going to be others who are going to use AR, who are going to say, you know what, I appreciate the world, but I also want to adapt um, the real world to the bionic world where I want to look at a beautiful statue and I want it to tell me where it's from, what language it's translated, you know, the certain words. I want to learn languages. I want to learn about people and they'll adapt. So the mixed reality is going to definitely be a, an error for information. I'll call it the information error, where we, we are so bombarded by a ready, readily available information, where the GPSs for our generation uh, is comes second nature, but to the older generation, they're still looking at maps, you know. So how we incorporate it within the technology is 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 going to be an imperceptible uh, imperceptible happening. It's not just going to happen instantly where all of a sudden you're immersed and you're in the world. It's going to happen through the choices you choose in life. So alt VR, uh, I'm less on alt VR than I was two years ago, and. That's because of a number of, of factors, you know, because it starts off as a novelty. You start off excited about certain things and then you go off and you find other things. It might come back where I'm on VR every single day for hours, you know, on end. But once again, as I just want to conclude that it's all about finding balance within the choices that you make and the lives you want to live. Got it. Uh, anything to add, Ali? I know this is a topic you think a lot about. Yes, definitely. And I'm actually quite surprised you you have it as a question. Um, well, I've been on my spiritual journey the last 20 years. And to be honest, we are very powerful beings. Our soul is very strong. Uh, personally, I've had a lot of experiences in my life, such as um, 
I'll put it simply, I've had a lot of dreams. They've actually manifested in the future. None of which I had on my mind. I could have not had on my mind to program it. And they've actually manifested in real life, such as dates, such as meeting people, which I didn't even have in mind. Um, situations with work, with traveling, where I wasn't even planning to travel and something happened all of a sudden. And so something is very powerful within us. Um, I feel that as human beings, we do have a soul or a spirit where we are connected to something greater and above us. Let's call it a big cloud or um, I'll just call it a big cloud, right? Um, we have a lot of talents, those that have gone deep into meditation, a lot of religions that have gone deep into meditation, they have experienced telepathy, telecommunication, uh, telekinesis, a lot of experiences. That's why I said we are evolving. Um, my greatest concern why in the beginning, besides the frequency with technology, uh, technology affecting my frequency, it's also the way we are evolving. I don't know if we are supposed to evolve naturally as humans or if we are supposed to evolve along with AI. I don't know if there's a good side. I don't know if there's a bad side. I, I can't know. I know I'm probably making sense to you a lot, to a lot of others. I know I'm not making any sense. Um, I do see we are evolving with technology. My only concern there is if those talents that we're supposed to be evolving into as humans, our metaphysical side, if those are going to get suppressed and be dependent on technology and hence cutting our connection off with our souls or our spirits or whatever we're connected to that's higher. So if, and it actually comes back to the whole simulation theory that if we are actually making the simulation right now, if you guys are into timelines with all the three timelines running at the same time, if you guys understand what I'm talking about, we may be manifesting that simulation right now. Anyway, um, I can't, I could, I can't put it simply, but Technology is great, but, and the, the thing is, um, what are we truly? Like, what is within us? Is there something deeper to us? I know there's something definitely is deeper to us, and it's. I just want to plant the seed that to people to actually look within themselves, there is a lot of power within us. So, yes, I went all over the place. Um, I can't put it simply. I apologize. <laughs> Absolutely. No, totally. It's a, it's a deep and complex topic and a really interesting one. And I love the idea that we've just created a new simulation with our conversation here so that VR digital yes. citizens and simulation nation citizens can merge together and create its own metaverse in a different reality. That's happening, guys. You're here. You guys are going to be our, our prime citizens here. We have to go to all right, so uh, I, I could just I could ask you guys questions forever, and we could keep talking forever. But uh, I'm going to uh, open it up here to uh, the Q and A, and um, we've got Kaijudo with a question and uh, Cybervines, and then uh, we'll let you guys go about your day. So Kaijudo, what you got? All right, so um, a real a real quick, I just want to make a few quick comments. Um, what I like to say is I'm a figment of my own imagination. Like the best way that I view things is like. You know, you, you pretty much become what you think you are. Like, this is dealing with real-world events. And um, what I wanted to point out was I hear a lot of talk about the um, the virtual world. And like I mentioned earlier, like, we're getting 
closer and closer to reality. But um, I just want to like caution everyone because I remember there was a um, I've also taken a spiritual journey myself, and I can't remember the name of the monk, but um, I did some uh, studies in the Buddhism, and uh, there was a monk who uh, he went into a cave to meditate, and um, you know, he felt his cave was boring. So he's like, you know, I need to spice this cave up a little bit. I mean, those weren't his exact words, of course. But <laughs> he's like, you know, I need to spice this cave up. You know, like this, this is a boring. I can't meditate in this boring place. So he decided, okay, I'm going to start painting some beautiful stuff on the wall. I'm going to paint, I'm going to paint a big giant. I think it was a lion or a tiger. I forgot. So he painted this like really beautiful picture of a lion or a tiger, whatever it was. And he really loved it. He's like, wow, that looks really realistic. And so he starts to sit down to meditate. He's looking at this feature. And in his mind, he starts to think it's real. He starts to freak out and it totally messes up his meditation flow because he's so afraid of this thing that he created, this lion or this tiger. And I feel like us as people, like when we do delve into this VR stuff and we start to develop the technology and we get closer and closer to reality, always remember that it's just a tool. It is not, it is not meant to be our reality. It's not meant to be you know, it's not meant to go above what we are physically. Just always remember that. And we can have all the fun we want in VR. We could be cats. We could be dogs. We could be whatever. But just remember, don't, don't get lost in the uh, reality that you created because it's not always safe. That's my yeah. Point. Don't disconnect from who you are. Absolutely. Good words of, good words of advice. Good words of warning. Um, uh, Cybervines. I think this will, might be our last question. Cybervines here? I don't see him or her. So uh, any other final thoughts, questions before we close it out here? Oh, okay. Um, so, so guys, um, where can people get in touch with you? Where can they join your events? The, the best place is you can go to our Facebook group called VR Digital Citizens. Uh, we also have a Facebook page called Oh My Brain. And we have an Instagram page called uh, oh, no, you can go to YouTube and type my name, Timon Rosalimos, and you can see all of our events. But also we stream all of our events to our Facebook group, so you can get everything there. Uh, you can join Ali there uh, and myself. And if you and for those who are interested in joining the Altspace VR uh, events, I have a PDF that is ready with a step-by-step -step guide on how to join. And I'll add them as a friend. I can show them around because I know you've got a big base that also aren't on old space. And I'm happy to send them the PDF. So they just got to go to the Facebook group on VR Digital Citizens. And then I will send them the PDF. They just need to DM me a message saying, send me the book and I'll send it to them. And then they can join our events. So our next event is tomorrow at... Uh, well, for me, it's 11 p.m. GMT plus two. For you, it is... Uh, not too sure. I think 4 p.m. Uh, so something around that. That and uh, yeah, we got the the moral dilemmas tomorrow. 11 p.m. plus UTC plus three. If you guys want to find us, yes. So we are on vid on VR Digital Citizens on Facebook. You can find either either of us there. I just want to leave off on the note before we leave that if you guys have a dream or a passion in your heart, always go for it. That's why Tim and I started to make the world a little bit better. This is what we strive for through our events, to plant seeds. And guys, just follow your heart and follow your dreams. And go within. You will never. You will be surprised at the power that you guys have. 
and in take your hearts the first and step. The hardest, the hardest step is definitely the first step. If you have a passion of whether you want to talk about games or sports or e uh, anything really, or you want to talk about business, uh, anything, the Alt Space already has these templates that you can create these worlds. You can meet up with people. You can invite them, and you'll see the people will come. If the if you show passion and you show interest, and uh, it's a great platform, great opportunity to meet up and start your virtual life, and to meet new friends, new people, new like-minded people, it's really amazing. It's a really great experience. I highly and suggest maybe, it, even from somebody maybe, that was against it and spiritual. Yeah, and <laughs> maybe you can even meet your love if you're a single person, because I've seen on on Alt Space VR. We've had people that have met people from around the world. They've fallen in love. They've had. Uh, they've even gotten married in VR. Virtual reality. Uh, they're yes. doing long-term distancing. So there are a lot of perks with VR. You're going to be meeting incredible people, incredible, from a diverse variety of countries and uh, nations, and 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 even their their acumen, the knowledge that they have within their topics. So if you're passionate about something, take it on and just start off with the first step. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here on, on Old Space. I'm happy to help if you want to start an event. Uh, if you want to even monetize your event, that's even possible where you can make people sign up to your page. You can put up your PayPal and then you can start off with a band. You want to start off, you know, jokes and um, uh, comedy nights. It's just endless. So go for it. Absolutely. Well, very, very well said. And guys, I, I thoroughly enjoyed you uh, having you here. I'm so glad you could come by. And uh, I, I hate that we canceled one of your events, but hopefully people will be able to get to your next one and uh, had a great, great time. And I hope that uh, our audience uh, loved it as well. So from Simulation Nation citizens to VR digital citizens, uh, we uh, salute you and we thank you for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. It um, was an was honor. Awesome. It was really worth it. It was a real honor. Thank <laughs> you so much. Congratulations for your event as well. And VR and is very, it's really suggested if you guys are introverted as well, you get to be your own personalities. No judgment whatsoever. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for having yeah, us. Well. It was really amazing. Thank you. Teleporting in to this worldcast of Simulation Nation, whether you are with us in virtual reality, part 2D, or listening to the podcast a week from now on Spotify or iTunes. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation. And at the moment, which is it, we do have a Patreon also, Simulation Nation, a Twitter at SimNationVR, Facebook, and Discord. And join us next week for our third episode in our Host of All Space series with Mulpherton. Until then, stay plugged, my friends. <laughs>